This is doing that thing where it's making me sound like a crazy guy. Jesus, crippling Christ. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. It's me, Johnny Pemberton here, the beginning host of this. Uh, Starting off, this is what I call the cold open. The intro will come later after the cold open. Just want to give you a real (laughs) fact-based blast info here. To start things off, you know, none of this, I don't want to do any kind of crippled crow or hockey team lane, both actual street names in, in uh, northern Florida. Hockey team lane and cripple crow. How would you like to live on cripple crow street? Welcome to the podcast. I'm a little bit under the weather right now, I guess. That term's so weird to me. I think I'm under weather because I went up in the weather, which if you haven't been up in that stuff, by stuff I mean mist. Any chance you get to go up in that stuff, Jesus Christ, that's just the greatest thing ever. There's nothing better than being beneath the stuff, a.k.a. mist, or also known as a cloud. You see that stuff, it's on the hill, it's on the mountain, and using your feet, you propel yourself slowly but surely up that side of that thing with the green and the dirt. Next thing you know, you're up in that stuff. You're in the mist with which you were looking at from underneath, you were under the weather, and now you're freaking in the weather. <laughs> I love being in the weather. I did that the other day. I powered hard. I almost went to the top, and I was like, you know what? I don't have any cheese with me. I like to have cheese with me when I... <laughs> I like to have cheese and a friend. Nothing beats cheese and a friend. Maybe some crackers and beer. Cheese, crackers, beer, friend. Uh, up in that stuff. The accomplishment of, of Summit. That's a pretty good thing. So I didn't have cheese, beer, and a friend, and crackers. You didn't even need the beer. Just the cheese and, a, and crackers and a friend. Even just the cheese and a knife. A knife to cut the cheese is cool because it's fun to cut cheese, like a big block of hi-fi cheese on top of a Summit. So I didn't have that. Didn't even have any water because, you know, I'm, not, I'm fucking hardcore. And I so I turned back probably about maybe uh, two clicks of a mile <laughs> shy of the summit just because I didn't feel like totally blasting myself out but I did blast myself out and now I'm under the weather but it's like this weird thing where I'm sort of hovering under the weather I'm not like really bad but as you can hear my voice has sort of a it's got a bit of a grain to it it's got a bit of a a bit of texture a bit of Jackson Maine in there oh good old Jackson Maine Jackson Maine did uh suicide he did uh, if you haven't seen that, well, it doesn't matter at this point. Welcome to Live to Tape. I am Johnny Pemberton, the host of this show. Uh, we're going to get into it here. I got a really cool episode here with Vigo Vin. Uh, I want to first acknowledge the fact 
uh, about the break I had in the episodes. I really, I think I talk about this later. I'm talking about it again now, more forthright, less, less uh, obfuscation of the truth. Warning, the following five minutes contain a eulogy. If you wish to skip ahead, go to 11 minutes in. Thank you. So uh, a lot of you probably know that uh, the comedian Brody Stevens uh, killed himself. He committed suicide. He hung himself, and it's terrible. And it was one of those things where uh, it caught me off guard, and it was really so terrible that I just kind of, I don't know. Uh, It's a lot of things. It's uh, I mean, I was very angry. I'm still kind of angry about it because um, that's how I sort of deal with that, I guess. Um, so that's part of part of the reason why I, I wasn't able to put out a podcast like I have been every week for a pretty goddamn long time. I think I haven't had an interruption since South Africa, really. So uh, I apologize for that, but also I'm not sorry because I mean, you know, to be sorry is to be. Like you know, you and I don't owe each other anything. This is a fun place to be. I like making this, and I didn't feel like I was gonna like making it. So why make a thing if I'm not liking it, right? I'm not just gonna pump it out. So that happened. Uh, yeah, and it's very. Uh, if you don't know who Brody is, uh, I feel bad for you because he was a truly a wonderful person. And the thing about him dying was. Uh, it really made me think about a lot of things with myself because there's things that I know that Brody engaged in, certain mental bad habits that I know that uh, I do as well. And obviously, I think we have we have a very different mind, and I think there's a, to the extent with which that was going on, it's very. I've, I'm, I can tell you, I'm I'm significantly happier than a person who uh, would do something like that because I know I don't experience the type of depression that people um who've ended their own lives experience but it doesn't it's not to say i haven't experienced some of the same type of behaviors that i know like that he was doing and so that got me thinking a lot about stuff how like i really have to have to fix up my shit i've got to get my shit together because i don't want to be a casualty of my own mind all because of of you know, if you don't clean up the mold, it's going to keep growing, kind of thing. And I think that's kind of what uh, made me think about a lot. And so I'm just saying that now. I'm sorry that this is the the beginning of the podcast. This is so dry and bleak, and this is not. <laughs> so that's more me. That's me. That's me right there. It's a guy who cuts up a bunch of bananas and throws the peels in the plants, and then eats one of the bananas and freezes and makes smoothies and uh, plays reggae music and does characters and all this stuff like that. So. This is this. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. I just wanted to address it in like the most, um, what's the way? Uh, cold, not cold, but just just blunt way. Because I'm just tired of fucking sloppy footing around it and being like, oh, this and that. It's like, no, I'm honestly, I'm super pissed off that, that Brody, uh, not that he killed himself, that he's that he's no longer with us, that he died. Uh, so it's not like a thing where I'm like, oh, you fuck you, man. It's more just. I'm very angry in a frustrated sense, but I have had a bunch of time and a bunch of friends. We all did a lot of cool things that were made us all feel better uh, and just uh, better and worse. And just the whole grieving process is interesting. So it's kind of new to me because uh, as far as people I've known who've who've ended their lives, I've known Brody, uh, Brody very pretty pretty well and for a long time. And uh, so it was, yeah, it's something where. That's that that hits you in a weird way, so uh, I just want to say all that stuff. I'm probably gonna 
right now, there's gonna be like a crazy cool sound. Cha! Not uh, that sound, a better uh, sound. That uh, sound, the sound, uh, the sound you just heard was much better sound. And <laughs> uh, you know, there's this, there's this Hank Williams Jr. line. I can't think of what it's from. What song? But he says something about, um, I like feeling happy and I don't like sad. I fucking love that line because that's basically how I feel about sort of this stuff is I just don't like, I don't like dwelling on anything like that, especially stuff that's serious. Just, it feels bad. It's like wearing a an itchy coat that doesn't fit. And everyone, everyone wants you to wear it. Everyone's like, oh, you feel so bad. And sometimes you have to be like, uh, I don't feel bad. Uh, number one, because I don't want to. I don't want to fucking wear this itchy coat. That's not how I think I want to memorialize someone who I respected and loved. I want to wear like the bright, shiny, comfortable coat and blast it out and be like screaming and yelling, having fun and stuff and do that. And also sometimes it's like the thing, the reality of a situation doesn't really hit you. Maybe like it's hitting other people. And for me, uh, I'm a body guy. (laughs) I got to see a fucking dead body to get it. It sounds so... So grim, but it's really true. I noticed that a couple times. Like, I remember when my grandma died when I was a kid. She had a closed casket for whatever stupid reason. And I just was like, yeah, I didn't feel anything. Because it was like, it wasn't really real. And I remember seeing, there was a friend of mine, this guy, Ken Parks. He was a lawyer at MTV. Uh, he was the coolest, one of the coolest people I've ever, ever met. Uh, I think I talked about on the podcast before. One of the most hardcore motherfuckers I've ever met. Coolest dude I've ever met. Just about. It's hard to even describe. But he died. He had an open casket. And when I saw his body, I was like, oh, it was just like a, a true, actual punch in the gut. And and it really, but it was actually great. It was a great thing. Because it was like, hey, this is real. This is so, so real. And I haven't had that with Brody. I probably won't have it with him because uh, I think I'm out of town for the funeral, blah, blah, blah. So either way, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that uh, explain the uh, circumstances and also the uh, the whole thing. If you want to just shuttle forward to like 15 minutes in, if you want to just skip all this crap, obviously. I'll put that at the beginning so you can just shuttle through it. But uh, I want to just say that I think it's okay to not want to feel bad about, to not want to feel like burdened with... I think some people feel like they feel guilty about not feeling bad. And it's okay to feel however you want about someone, about a situation, even if it means, like, not being celebratory, but just being like, I want to get this out of me in a way that's not crying and this sort of piddling around and crap. I feel like it's the opposite. I want to chop some goddamn wood and scream and and uh, make your life a testament to what, ongoing testament, like a, sort of like a, I don't know what you fucking call it, but you, you you do it up for someone else because they left early. So you're gonna they left. So you left all these all these beers. You gotta chug them all. You gotta enjoy chugging them. You gotta really enjoy chugging the beers that the person left because they're not there to chug them. So you gotta fucking clean up that mess. But it's not a mess. It's the opposite of a mess. It's like getting to make a mess. How fun it is to make a mess. It's fucking rules making a mess. I love making a mess. Making a mess is great. Make a goddamn mess. Make some noise. It's so much fun. So that's all I'm saying. And uh, now the the normal live to tape, executive buffet, fully hands on the branch. The uh, I'm gonna have new words for it. I'm, I think I'm gonna call it the uh, 
the, the drench cabinet starts now. It's got a bunch of eggs in a chafing dish. I like eggs made to order. I don't like them not fresh. Vikings <laughs> never good to eat. I'm gonna watch me shit. Sure about this choice of song, it could be sounding good but wrong, cause my voice is a little high. I'm dead every time I watch you Today we have a full, we're fully inside a drench cabinet, and I have an injector head coming in, uh, coming in very soon. So I want you to enjoy that that idea of that. This is something from Donald Byrd called Fancy Free. Isn't that crazy? He just starts it right away. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you should subscribe to the goddamn podcast. You should also goddamn rate and review the goddamn podcast. And you you don't god, just go ahead and goddamn review it and rate it. And subscribe. You can get us on any place you want to do it. Uh, we've been on hiatus for about two weeks. Uh, there's due to some unforeseen malady. That's not a malady so much as like a terrible thing that happened. But um, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't think I want to dwell on it right now. So that's why we've been on break. But 
that's okay. It's, it's good to take a break from time to time. And it's probably better to announce the break. I didn't, I didn't tell you all that I was going to take a break because I didn't plan on it, and then it happened. Uh, so that's, that was the sort of the spring break of the podcast. I think it was only a week, maybe two weeks. Maybe it was only a week. I don't even know. It wasn't that long. But just some unforeseen circumstances uh, um, came about to cause an uninterrupted break. So uh, you're listening to Live the Tape. My name is Johnny Pemberton. Uh, if you live in Austin, Texas, or thereabouts nearby, please go to South by Southwest. I'm doing a bunch of shows there. I've got a couple of movies premiering. You can just look it up on the old website and find out. I think it's Saturday the 8th and Sunday the 9th. I'll be performing there in old, old Texas. That's the uh, the 8th of uh, Friday of March and the 9th of Saturday. No, I'm performing on the 9th and the 10th. The 9th of Saturday of March and the 10th of Saturday of, of 10th of Sunday of March in Austin, Texas, part of South by Southwest. Guest is here. Time to get it going. Hold on. Hi, this was Coach Bob calling you back. It looks like I got your voicemail. So, anyhow, I've got the information you were looking for. Hi, this was Coach Bob calling you back. It looks like I got your voicemail. So, anyhow, I've got that information you were looking for calling you back. It looks like I got your voicemail. Hi, this was Coach Bob calling you back. Hi, this was Coach Bob calling you back. It looks like I got your voicemail. Hi, this was Coach Bob calling you back. It looks like I got your voicemail. So, anyhow, I've got that information you were looking for about bringing in ten thousand dollars every 10 to 14 days. Now, to get that information, just take a small action and listen to my recorded message right now. You can do this. All you got to do is hit redial on your caller ID or call 678-335-9292. Again, when you hang up here, just hit redial on your caller ID or call 678-335-9292. Trust me, you will be very happy you made this call. Now, remember, timing is of the essence. This is uh, Starburns. It's the name of this place. Oh yeah, that's what they write it. Don't think animated all here. Yeah, we're in the freaking uh, the belly of the beast. Yeah, if you want to. Honestly, nothing you can do is wrong. This is sort of like a cloud cast. <laughs> I just realized that it's kind of actually true. That's why I always tell people, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Nothing is, anything that you do will just be incorporated into the, into the thing. The grand pastiche. Yeah. A of clown this. cast? This is Welcome to the clown cast. Cloud cast 2019. Welcome to the cloud cast. I love the jazz. Do you like jazz? Yes, I am from a jazz festival city. Oh, that's right. What yeah. city are you from? Kongsberg. Kongsberg? Kongsberg in Norway. Do they have fucking so much goddamn jazz in Scandinavia? You got the no. Copenhagen Jazz Fest. You got the Stockholm Fest. Yeah. That's in Sweden. But uh, Kongsberg is a city of 20,000 people, and we got Stevie Wonder to come there. Oh, damn. And that was the best day of my life. Really? What was no, this? No, but it was really good. I he, love he Stevie Wonder. It. Yeah, it was amazing. And he came to that tiny little city in Where Norway. When was this? Huh? Uh, three years ago or something. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. That was recently. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, it, was it daytime you played? Maybe it was five years ago. I don't know. I was drunk. What time of the day was it? <laughs> 
It was like 9 maybe? 9 a.m.? No, yeah, oh, no, 9 at PM? night. Man, there's a little square and then there's a, yeah, they put up a big tent and Steven oh, was sweet. just rocking so hard. By himself? He had a full band, yeah, right? Yeah, full band. It was full crazy, yeah. God, yeah, I've never seen him live, but he's one of my favorite people. A very good live act, I mm. must say, yeah. He's been doing it for a while. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's kind of been uh, been in deep for a little while now. Yeah, true, true. Been in deep. Right now we're listening to Fancy, the album Fancy Free from Donald Byrd. This is the title track. Nice. This is my, I, love, I just got into this shit because there's this piano player on here named Duke Pearson. He plays on this one track. Listen to this shit, man. He's fucking, this electric piano is like, it kills me how, how pretty this is. Mm. It's almost like Mr. Rogers. You ever know what Mr. Rogers is? No. I Mr. don't know so much oh, culture. Mr. Yeah, why would you? I mean, <laughs> Mr. Rogers is like a kids show that was on in like the 70s and 80s. Uh-huh. It sort of was like a pretty big thing for a lot of people who grew up here because he was, he was very gentle. He was also settled, talked to kids in a, like like to them, not like above them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. people, he was he was a big deal. It's a kid show, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how, how what how what did it say? It's called Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and he had like a little make believe land. He'd go to sometimes on a little trolley that would go through his house. <laughs> Every time he'd come home, he'd sing a little. Actually, I should play this for you. This is so cool to be explaining. Um, yeah, like something, something you grow up. Yeah, with. it's interesting that to think about that. Sometimes I think that when you have to explain something you realize that either why you like it or also why you don't. You know, that I've been thinking about that since uh, I was going here because I learned a lot also right. last time we met, you know. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I sometimes, I, you know, yeah, I just say stuff and yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, I, that, yeah, I never thought about that. Well, you never thought about what you said? Yeah, or like I didn't know that's how I felt about it. Yeah. I never said it in words before. Because you say it out loud, it makes you, forces you. We should just, I should introduce you first. My guest today on the podcast is the one and only Vigo Vin. Also known as <coughs> Vigo Win or just Vin. Vigo Vin. Vigo Vince, a guest on the podcast today. Yeah. Oh Vigo. my god, I am the devil himself. Vigo's from motherfucking Norway. Yeah, I'm a troll from Norway. It's, it's hard not to modify your voice. I'm a troll. I live in the forest. I don't know culture. Give it to me, Johnny. <laughs> Vigo's from Norway. He's visiting. Vigo's a comedic performer, also known as a clown. I got, we're on the clown boards right now. What oh with the clown board? Oh my god. We just went in the forest and we just had such a great time. We're visiting Norway for the first time. So, we would tell you what the principal difference is between Norway and Sweden because I always confuse them. Yeah, we hate Sweden and Norway. Really? Say, so yeah, you're at war. But we hate them like a big brother we love. Okay. <laughs> so, who's the big brother? Is that the argument? Sweden is the big brother. Right. Why well, Sweden big brother? It's the one that's not underneath no, Norway, it's right? It's just everything's better in Sweden. <laughs> but then we found the oil. <laughs> then, oh, Norway found oil, right? Yeah, it's very. <laughs> so, you found the oil and you got that money. Yeah. And uh, by socialism, kind of also capitalism, okay. but so yeah. So very... socialism came with the no, oil. No, not really. Norway is the truest democracy in the world. Is it really? Yeah, on the list. Wow. And America just whipped down onto yellow from green 
into flawed democracy. Yeah, well, we just, we're just so big. Though. We're just so big. We got so many different cultures. It's hard for us to be uh, <laughs> homogenous. <laughs> it's really difficult. People, guess, guess how many people live in Norway? I think about um, uh, I think about how many people live in Norway. I'm yeah. gonna guess about two, two million. Four million. Four million. Five people. million. Five million people. Yeah, that's not very many. That's no. less than the population in New York City. Less than the population of uh, probably. Um, I don't even know. I, I thought you were know. going to say the Pemberton family. Yeah, the Pemberton family. <laughs> the Pemberton family of all the people who have ever lived and known, which is sort of like that degrees of separation. Where do you just stop it? Yeah, yeah. You know, where, where, where do you go? Where do you? Where do you? Oh, see, now we're back in. Oh normal. my God, it's so intense. But see, isn't it? It's 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 weird how it forces you to change. You change your own voice as yeah, well. You can't help it. Yeah. Uh, you, some people can, but I think those people have a brain disease a bit. If you, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you're not, I you don't. I felt like self conscious, but because I was supposed yeah. to when we had the. This is a good one. This one's this one's less uh, self conscious and it's more just like. I know. I love. Oh my God. This is I a great it. one. This feels like we're just sort of, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're on here. the radio. We're on mission control. Yep. Uh, Roger, uh, Delta Delta Dick, uh, fashion control, yeah, computer we got, ball. Uh, we got butthole here. It's uh, clogged. Uh, hi, we're in the drench house. <laughs> I was watching this bacon video before you got here, and they said they put something in the drench. The dr I can't remember what it was. Drench something. Maybe drench room, drench closet, drench hole, some, some sort of drench thing. I don't know what drench means. Drench means to, like, soak something. Like, if you got uh, uh -huh. really wet. Oh, I got drenched. Oh, shit. It's a bad thing. This is the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood intro. Ready? This is from PBS, I believe. It was from a local PBS affiliate in Philadelphia. Probably what? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe 19... It says here 1967, so that's when it started. So, But it went all the way through the 80s. He was a, this is him playing the piano too. Oh. Fred Rogers is his name. So he walks oh, into Fred. his house. Yeah. Mm. He's a regular white guy, probably in his 40s. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. It a is. Beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Yes. He takes his jacket off, mine. puts it in the closet. It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. And he puts on his uh, beauty. Would you be mine? And he's talking to the camera too. I have always he's putting a sweater on now. Just, just like you. I've, I've always wanted to live, live in a neighborhood with you. So let's. Oh, that's it. Oh, wow. That's a super trick. He's taking his walking shoes off, putting on his house shoes. Yeah. That was the pretty. It's a pretty important aspect of the show. My neighbor. Is he kind of raising everybody at the same time? I would say won't so, yeah, because he's looking at the camera. Please, won't you be my neighbor? I mean, evidently, it was kind of revolutionary what he did because he was, he Directly made this show. to the camera. To the camera, and also he really always talked to kids, just real like, oh, and that's and just very plain and not like, not on, uh, like. Yeah, he's just explaining like, it straight yeah. up. Yeah, and I, for some reason, he just had this weird way. He has one of those things where he was just um, kind of. He seems so zen, like you couldn't bust him. You couldn't like shake him. Like you explained this to me in a way. 
Well, how, well, that's probably because I got <laughs> I got Mr. Rogers Zen shot through the screen and yeah. and then and what it is is it's something called war and what happens? Oh, what is war, Mr. Johnny? Well, when we uh, don't have a war in Norway, the Nobel Peace Prize gave out in Norway. <laughs> what is well, war? You're well, in war. When no? a lot of people, um, when a, some person wants more money, they convince the people that who have little money that they don't like someone who doesn't live in the same place as them. Ah, so they just give you the money well no they don't give you the money they sort of steal it by oh. way of um no, what? By establishing themselves in a different area no in their them. area yeah and sometimes they don't want those people who have the money they don't want it they don't want to give it up so you have to you have to stop them from breathing and sometimes oh. you have to do to <laughs> how stop do you do that them. well there's a lot of ways you have airplanes that drop these things <laughs> oh that, my that, uh, god they, that's really that's yeah. ho- that's horrible airplanes and tanks it's like a car that's what is really a tank? hard it's a car <laughs> It's a hard car. It has a has a shooter tube on it. It's just like a straw that shoots metal out. Oh, so can you? Yeah. You can't drink out of it. No, it's not like an elephant. It's like an elephant, but with an elephant in a car meets a gun. That's what a tank is. And then they stop breathing when they see this car. Yeah, they stop breathing. They saw they they have the car has a special thing. It shoots a thing out, like it spits something out of metal, and it'll stop the people from breathing, so they can so they won't so they'll go to sleep forever, and we can take the thing. That they were sitting on top of. Ah. Yeah, that's pretty much what we call war. Uh, we in America are lucky because we can fight wars overseas. We don't have to have a war at home. Ah. So we're we're allowed a, what's called a um, a geographical advantage, which is how we won World War One and Two and all. all you the won other it. Ones. Yeah, we won yeah, true. it. You we helped uh, help out. No, us. we won it. We pretty much won it. <laughs> we just straight up won that shit. Yeah, without you guys, uh, I wouldn't be speaking English now. I think. I guess so. But that's yeah. sort of. I just read the story about the uh, World War II. The, right. They took all the the gold in the bank in Norway and the king, right? And a couple of like statesmen put him in the train and then drove it up to the Lillehammer. Oh and right! The Germans came like four hours later and took it all. Like, Where's back? the gold? Where's all? Oh, the gold? they hit it. Yeah, and then they drove all west in the country and then put it on the boat and then London and Canada. And wow. to this day, the gold, some of the gold is still in Canada. It is. Yeah, Where? but they sold it. In Yukon. No. Yeah, but they didn't steal it. They just said we'll keep it for you oh and we'll buy it to give you money for it after so basically like we'll give you the money that for the gold reserves that we have of yeah. yours that's yeah. interesting and that's that. all thanks to america no or we don't have, we don't have some good stuff yeah but let's again we have that geographical advantage yeah like we got to step in world war ii late and be like oh okay from I guess. the side yeah yeah from the side and then just kick ass because we had all these factories that no one could reach yeah it's pretty interesting to think about that. Like, I saw some documentary years ago that explained how America is so rich all because of World War II. Really? Like, we weren't this rich of a country. Yeah, because then you can trade with everyone. Yeah, because we're the only country involved in World War II that didn't ha- have a bunch of uh, losses. Yeah, because it's really expensive to be in war. And that's why oh, yeah. Sweden and Switzerland <laughs> are doing really well, because they're neutral countries. Oh, really? Yeah, big fan of neutrality. Well, so Norway's I'm... not not neutral? Uh, we were just occupied. I guess you're okay. not considered neutral if someone Sweden just come occupied? and take you. Uh, no, they were neutral, so they just didn't occupy them. I didn't realize that in World War Two they were neutral. Sweden, yeah. And so they didn't occupy them. They just like drove went, through them. Yeah, they drove through exactly. Which <laughs> Norway was a bit pissed off at because there was a lot of people called <laughs> boys in the forest who were right? like fighting against. They blew up like a 
how you say heavy water factory directly translated oh, something you water. used to make an atom bomb oh that's uh it's like uranium probably yeah or yeah, yeah something like that something like a like so a, they like there was some sneak norwegians on skis skiing down to this place in rukan and they blew up this factory and the so rukan resistance you know oh, but that, in sweden they would the resistance. resistance you speak french at all Bah non, I lived in France for uh, two years, uh, did clown school in uh, Etampes, France, but uh, no, I don't speak French. Didn't you, that's, bah non. you picked out the most French, it was like, oh, sandwich, uh, baguette. <laughs> you, you get pretty good at doing the whole, oh, oh that's bah, my We favorite. don't like him, he's boring, no? Merde. So the school I went to, it was um, 60 people and uh, only one frog, one French. Oh, really? Yes. Everyone's foreign. Everyone's this is, foreign what's except it called? Philippe. Philip, Philippe Ec- Philippe Gaulier. Gaulier. Yeah. Wow, that's the clown school. That's yeah, that's their clown school. Have you seen a picture of him? I have seen some pictures of him. He looks like a. He looks I, like he someone. Looks like a clown master. He does. He also looks like someone that <laughs> like, like American conservatives would be like this guy. You know what I mean? Like well, they no. hate him. Oh uh, yeah. Because really? like a lot of American the... conservatives hate French. They hate French, but they hate sort of stuff that's. That's uh, artistic because they th- consider it to be elitism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has that look of a, an elitist. Because he put on the hat and yeah. has the glasses. The little glasses are the yeah. killer. That's like the kicker. He yeah. looks like a But he is the professional. kind of the opposite of that. But he does appreciate beauty a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How did you uh, get into... How did you... like? When did you know you're like, I want to do this? Uh, I was doing stand-up right. in 2011 and 12 in Norway, right. and I was uh, very bad, as everyone is when they start. No? Right. And uh, one guy <laughs> said to me, oh, you're, you're very good stage presence, but your material sucks. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, so I was drunk with a guy. I started a stand-up club in my uh, university city. Which is where? Was that? Southern Norway called Christian Sand. Ooh, Christian yeah, Sand. Yeah, I started stand-up to Christian Sand. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were drunk one night, me and the other guy who ran it. And we were like, oh, shit, we should go to Edinburgh. Edinburgh Fringe, see some right. UK comedy, no? Because it's much better than... or. A lot more, and the well, culture there is much crazy, more. It's uh, a crazy. I've never been, but I, from what I know of it, it's a real. It's like a. Um, it's like a little becomes a little city for uh, yeah. about a month, right? And it's, it's just, like for five hundred thousand people to one million people. Oh wow! In I the didn't month of that. August, it's a month festival, biggest arts festival in the world. And it's madness, right? Because there's just there's how many shows going? Like a thousand 3, shows. Three thousand seven hundred shows every day God. for twenty six days. No, twenty three days. This seems almost impossible, but listen so, to this: it's yeah. the third most ticketed event in the world What's behind the first? Olympics and the World Cup of Soccer. Wow. Isn't that nuts? That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's as a lot. Wow, I didn't realize it was such a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Theater, magic, comedy is the biggest one. Anything. Yeah, anything. I feel like a light keeps going on and off over here. Do you notice that? Or am I crazy? Are we in a, yeah, it's the voice stuff. God, I don't know. I'm just, but yeah. So you yeah, want, so I went there, mm-hmm. I saw a show, and then uh, I met uh, two, two much bigger Norwegian comics. Right. Lars and uh, Martin. And um, they were on tel- they're on television now and stuff. But they were really nice to me and mm-hmm. uh, Norwegian and my TV. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they did a show in Edinburgh that year, and they were like, "Oh, here's a ticket. Here's what you need to see. You need to see Stuart Lee and uh, Sam Simmons." And, okay. And then uh, Martin was like, "I know oh. Sam." Yeah, you know Sam. Yeah, Simmons? I love Sam. He's here a, a lot time. in LA, no? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, Sam's nuts. Great. Yeah, I love him. Anyway, they said, oh, you have to see this clown, Dr. Brown. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Everything you recommended so far has been good. And uh-huh. my friend was like, I'm not going to see a clown. 
right? So he went home to the hostel, drank beer, had a shower, and I went alone to the belly button in Andabali to to see Phil's show. This is 2011. 2012. 2012. So late that Edinburgh, I saw his show, mm-hmm. right? The one that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and the show that won best the comedy that year. That's so cool. And it's. It's the funniest show I've ever seen, Johnny. And it changed you, you feel like? Because I've only laughed in my head before, and then I was just laughing gutturally from my belly, you know, like, Uh oh, my God. Like I laugh when I see you. Okay, yes. <laughs> but you're the you're the funniest person I met, Johnny. Well, that's great. I, I, that's I, good to hear, no? <laughs> I guess so. It's also like a thing where, like, fuck, what am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry to put you in the bus. Yeah, in the bus. Yeah. Or under the bus? Oh, under, that's cool. Yeah. You said put, put me in the bus. <laughs> like, oh, I don't mind going the, the bus. The comedy bus. I feel yeah. like if you're in a bus, you're always something. I don't mind being in a in a bus because if you're in a bus, it's like. Oh, we're all going someplace cool together. It could be school, could be a trip. Last time I took a bus in LA, I took it to see an improv show. Oh, he did? Yeah, and Zach was like, what? The guy I do a show with, he was yeah. like, you take the bus. No one takes the bus in LA. They like, do. This is what people don't know. Is that people in Europe take the bus a lot. They do, and also LA has the largest fleet of buses in America. Because there's no subway? There's subway, but it doesn't go enough places. Yeah, yeah. We have, I think it's the largest fleet of uh, natural gas buses in America. Maybe it's huge. It was a great Tons of people ride. Take the bus. They're just yeah. people who don't have a lot of money. So it's like this thing where I honestly think if you lived in LA and have never taken the bus, you haven't lived in Los Angeles because yeah, yeah, yeah. that is, yes, I used to take I the have. bus to additions all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I think it gave me like legitimate advantage taking the bus because it, I could look at my lines. I'd also like see people, like see like sort of very real things going on. Sometimes you're like deeply inconvenienced. So it's like this thing where you feel kind of like, God, this sucks. There's a little fucking three-year-old coughing in my face right now. (laughs) It's 85 degrees. I'm on this bus going really far. And then you get there and you're kind of like, oh, you fuckers just drove here. You little pieces of shit. You you wimps. I took the fucking bus. Yeah. So it kind of makes you. I don't know. I used to, used to do. I should probably do it again. Do it more because. It, yeah, it was something about it. It's like a yeah. You get that community. Sense, yeah, like I, sense I felt. Of, uh, I felt the community. I took. Uh, I saw on YouTube this improv group that mixes improv and clown. Maybe you heard oh, right. about them, Jetso. I don't. I've never heard of that. No. Yeah. Oh, anyway, sounds... they do improv, but clowny improv. So I was very interested. I saw them on YouTube, and then I came here and I was like, "Shit, they're playing in like by the UCLA improv space right? or something." Took the bus fifty minutes, and <laughs> the the woman who drove the bus, she stopped the bus, ran out of the bus, and went to the toilet See, while we were great. in the bus. And there was a guy who put the bike in front of the bus, and I was like, "Man, I'm am in Los Angeles yeah. right now. I love it." You see any crazy critters on the bus too? Sometimes you get someone who comes on and starts screaming and hollering, and everyone's like ignoring them. Or yeah, sometimes yeah. that was me. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." I remember one time there was this crazy lady getting on the bus, and another dude who was obviously rode the bus a lot. If you want to ride a crazy bus, ride the number two on Sunset. Or the number four in Santa Monica. That is a bag of, of nuts. That goes west east, no? Well, west east, yeah, yeah, on Sunset or Santa Monica. I think I took number four. This might be a guy who, when you, if a crazy person comes on, someone will go, "Get off the goddamn bus! Get off!" Because he was yelling at this crazy lady who's, she was, you know, she's making it tough for everyone. And he won. And after he got, after he kind of shoot her off, I kept saying, "Get off! Get off the bus!" Everyone like just. Collapsed. Yeah, because this guy, he took out the trash, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets them off. The uh-huh. Oh, my God. 
But that, yeah, that's definitely a cool experience to do that. Yeah, 50 minutes, and then that show felt so good, though. I took the bus alone to see right. the show, and oh, amazing. What made the, I guess when you say clown, like that's, to me, that's a relatively new thing. Um, that's obviously becoming more of a popular thing, I think, because people, I think there's a lot of reasons for it. I think the main one is people just like stuff that's funny, that's not politically funny, that's just funny because it's funny. Yeah, like down in the belly yeah. funny. Like I always think because <clears throat> we used to go to this taco truck after a show. I used to do a show downtown years ago. There's a really good taco truck not far. And we'd go afterwards. And there was like a family that ran it, a mom and dad and a little girl. The little girl's probably like five or six. I used to do stuff to make her laugh. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is the best, is making this little girl laugh. Yeah, and she would yeah. laugh at like, I would pretend to fall over and get up. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like laughing. I just keep trying to make her laugh. I'm like, this yeah. is the greatest thing. Even doing that stair trick, trick where you're walking down the stairs, you're not walking down the stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just love that so much. Like, this is such a... Such I've done a, that on stage, and everyone likes that. Yeah. It's, it's impossible like, not to like it. It's a, it's the dumbest <clears throat> thing, but you like, you like it in a way where there's no... There's no language communicated. It's just this, it's like a thing. It's like a. Hey, I think we like it because it's, we see a human fail and we right. recognize that we all fail and we're all stupid. So it's yeah. very humanizing to watch. And that's why it seems to be like, I don't know, it's in the zeitgeist now because people, there's so much status associated with things on like online like oh i'm right oh, this is my opinion yeah like, oh, i think you said you're, what wrong. you're going to say now so how i've been feeling a little bit i right. think clown is coming up a little bit because there's so much everything's politicized yeah so like pure silliness is kind of coming is it for refreshing to see almost yeah oh, this doesn't mean anything it's just it's just stupid that. or funny uh-huh <laughs> yeah 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 and i don't know i mean that's something i guess i've always kind of felt that way and now there's like a name for it, which kind of feels weird. Clown is a horrible name. Every time I see, say yeah. that, people go nuts. They we have the same conversation every time. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a no, it's not, it's not big shoes, no, it's no squirty flower. I don't drive in the car with 17 other people, you know, like this comes, people make these jokes all the time. It's, I love it. Well, I guess that's what I, what I was <clears> thinking about is, so you said this group is physical, it's an improv group with clowns. So when you say they mix it with that, what does that mean exactly? Because to me, that would just mean like, oh, they do a lot of physical, physical stuff. But that to me is what improv is anyway. But for example, normally. the show I do is scripted through many, many mistakes, take care yeah. of the mistakes, and then it's a, an hour of funny mistakes kind right. of. But they are just improvising and doing a little bit like a story, but it's so dumb and they clock the audience much more than in improv, obviously. They clock here. the audience, you're saying? Yeah, like, oh, so like look the, at the audience. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I always forget about the, the imp with improv, there's less of a fourth wall. Yeah. The fourth wall does exist. Yeah. You don't really break it. I've been told when I'm doing improv in Norway, stop looking at the audience so much. Oh, okay. Because it's a yeah, habit. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess that, that's, so that's a, that's a, Pretty much a quintessential part of clowning is the idea that you are acknowledging the audience. Yeah, yeah. Did I tell you this about how this the show we used to do at a theater? We used to do a show called uh, Garage Comedy. It was every Monday. This was like 10 years ago uh-huh. when I first started. Where Maybe, was it? It was in, in L.A. at a place called El Cid. It was like uh-huh. this really kind of, not shitty, but just not great uh, Spanish, Spanish restaurant. They had like flamenco dancing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they had this really nice, it was very pretty, had a beautiful stage, but the stage was pretty elevated and the acoustics were a little weird. So you couldn't do sketches there. But the whole thing, the whole show was anything but stand up comedy. My friend Val, who ran it, yeah. who was like, she's a, such a visionary. She um, 
super ahead of her time. She uh, was like, she made the show no stand-up comedy. So she'd book anyone, but you can't do stand-up. Yeah, yeah. And so it made, forced a lot of people to do... Other things. Other things. And this is how it was when I first started. But there's something... But when did you start? I started, I guess, in 2006, maybe 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. With and like, what, you do stand-up, no? I do now a lot of stand-up, but I started with improv yeah. and doing a lot of sketch, and then I got into stand-up, and then I kind of got back into improv and sketch, and then I sort of... And now you morphed it all into yeah, just I being guess, funny, no? I guess so, because <laughs> I, I like to do stand-up, quote-unquote stand-up, but yeah. I don't feel like I don't, I don't personally enjoy just talking about so I like to move around and like yeah, physicalize yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. So that's what I was getting at, is like this, this show... The stage was in a, such a way where, you know, most improv stages or something, they are um, c close to the audience. Yeah. So you can kind of, you can be interactive and also the sound is such a way where you can hear. If it's a sketch thing, you can hear people talking, on mic not on a microphone. Yeah. But this place was not really made for that. It was so far away, the stage. It's far away. Elevated. Just, it sounds it like elevated. a horrible setup, yeah. Yeah, but we, we found out. Through just by accident, I guess, was that the stuff that did the best mm -hmm. was when you address the audience. Like you did, you can do a sketch, but it has to be has to have a presentational nature where yeah. it's like you're presenting this. Like stand up is obviously presentational already in its yeah. core. Yeah. So if you if you do something where you're presenting it, but also you can play a character or do a sketch, as long as there's an aspect of it that's looking out and acknowledging this is a performance or a presentation. It would work really great because of the space and the acoustics. Yeah, yeah. I think stand-up and clown is quite similar. People are like, oh, stand-up and clown is totally different. But it's not really. The yeah. Same thing. You are yourself right. and you look at the audience. No? Right. And you one is telling about when they were an idiot. Another one is being an idiot right now in front oh, of you. That's a good distinction. I never thought of yeah. that before. I think that, no, that's the stand-up. No, you're just like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This day I well, yeah, did basically. something stupid. Ha, ha, ha. Look at me. Right. But clown is like I'm doing something stupid, so you can see it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like because what oh, I remember Phil talking about it on the podcast so years ago about how the clown lives in the kingdom of the bad. Yeah, yeah. And I always think about that. Like what like a what like a metaphysical idea that is. Like a guy who he's he's like almost like a uh, he absorbs things that are bad. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a like what do you call those bugs that eat? Um, not to eat shit, but things that, like a decomposer, like a compost pile. Like clowns yeah, like a, I, I, it is a compost pile, no? Yeah. It's a big idiot, a fail kind of. Uh -huh. But then what is cool about that, I remember Phil telling this story when I did his workshop in, in Wales in 2013 or something. Uh -huh. He was like, if the, the priest is talking to the city, everyone's sitting around very serious and, oh, yeah, yeah, the priest is saying this, you know? The clown is the guy who runs behind the stage and put a little poo on the priest's head, you uh -huh. know? And then everyone, someone in the back is just like... <laughs> yeah. Starts to laugh, you know, to not to remind us not to take everything so seriously. Right. So it's... Yeah, yeah, clown is the lowest guy. He's the pile of shit, but he gets to be around the king just to remind him. You yeah. heard this, no? If the well, king kill, kills his jester, yeah. it's uh, not so good. What do you mean? I don't, I don't know about this. Tell me about this. 
Uh, I mean, like jesters in the old day, no? They're like fools, yeah. uh, the entertainers and scum like us. And they no? say stuff that's the, no they one They say else stuff, say. they say the truth. Yeah. And they say it to the king. And the king keeps him around because he's funny. Yeah. And if the king kills the jester, uh, uh, time to get out of the kingdom, you know? Oh, because that means shit's going bad. Yeah, going or it's down. like if you kill the lowest scum kind of guy, then, oh. you know? That means the king is truly unstable. And he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he he gets the truth, and the clown is the only one who can tell him the truth because he just fools around, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, beautiful, no? Oh yeah, I think it's it is it is really beautiful. Yeah. When you first went to that school, so you you said you saw that, that show in Edinburgh, and that sort of like was like, wow, this is a I'm, new thing for I'm, you. Johnny, I've never laughed as hard in my life. Really? Yeah. I think a lot of people have that when they see a clown show the first time, they're just like, what the fuck is going on here? I remember the first stuff that made me laugh the hardest is when I first moved to LA and we'd go to some uh, this alternative comedy show. Yeah, it's called Comedy Death Ray. It was mostly it was stand-up comics, but it was not like it was the stuff I've I had never seen anything like that. I'd never seen like this on TV. Yeah, yeah. never seen any of these people on TV for sure. And it was something where that's when I would when I saw Todd Glass. I remember laughing as hard Wait, as ever. Who's Todd Glass? He's this comedian. He's I know he's this exception exceptional. He's the he's guy good. who. I mean, yeah, he technically is a stand-up comic, but he is the kind of guy who is. He's like a fucking. I don't know how to describe it. I've seen him. But some, then you you just see it and you feel that he sees you and you like like I saw Rory Scovel in Norway. Right. Yeah. And I think we talked about this a little bit as well that he's like just. Looking at the audience, Kate Berlant also right, so yeah. physical and looking at the audience. And well, you, Todd, so Todd's like, like the precursor to all these people yeah, we yeah, were yeah. talking about. Yeah, because he he would just be, it's all stream of consciousness, and he would be super interactive with the audience and just super fast, like just like thinking so fast about everything. Yeah, and it's not even material. It's, I just it's remember like seeing him. It's like he's talking out of himself. He's not in control. Oh, he was, it was like lightning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he was, yeah, not in control. Like he was sort of um, mounted by some sort of a, a spirit <laughs> and just, <laughs> and just fast and loud and crazy, yeah, but yeah. also super emotional. He'd pull back a lot of times, but what? And then it's like, just like all this stuff and it's super, you just sort of, it's like an onslaught and you are sort of bowled over. You're like, it's like a, you know you see a nuclear bomb drop mm-hmm. and you, before the 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 smoke comes that big wind comes by and knocks mm-hmm. everything down. It's like that. You just like you can't. I I don't know your nuclear bomb so well. Oh, you never seen a video of a nuclear bomb? <laughs> That's you, you Americans. I don't yeah. like him. Oh, you don't like. But yeah, nukes? yeah, exactly. You, the performer just bam, and you just get ripped into it with your body, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. you can't. You can't escape. You it. can't compete, so you just have to give in. That's how I felt when I when I watched you. I was just laughing like. Like my body's just shaking, you know. Well, that's good. Thank it's God. It's good, but it's different when you're like, <laughs> oh yeah, or, it's totally and when you're different. Like, <laughs> you know, because I've seen so many comedy shows now where I just I won't even laugh. You zone out, yeah. Even yeah. if it's funny, I'm just kind of like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> that was the hard thing about class. That class was difficult because you have to be on as an audience as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. really it's exhausting to watch stuff that's not working. Yeah. It's crazy because that was the fun thing about seeing you uh, teach audience. I took a uh, took a workshop with Vigo. Vigo was the teacher of like four days, and it was like it was what ten to four every day. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people in there of various skill levels, and you and see different people, genres. As yeah, well. yeah. And you see people failing so hard. <laughs> I guess it's it really opened my eyes. the first day. It really really opened my eyes because you realize 
there's like this part, there's like a fundamental part of humanity where you just don't like someone if they're trying to be liked. Yeah. It's crazy how you just like, and you would kept call, you'd always call it out all the time. Like, you're being greedy. You're being greedy. And yeah, you're like, I say yes, we hate you. We hate you. Yeah. We fucking hate you for being greedy. Yeah. And it felt so good to be like, for you saying And did like, you agree when I said oh, that? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I can say this? Because a lot of times now it's like, you can't not yeah. like someone. Yeah. And exactly. It's like, oh, we don't not like you for anything other than the way you're acting. Yeah. This one, we don't know. Most people don't give a shit about what someone looks like. There's nothing about that that matters. All that matters is how you act. Yeah. And if you act a way that we perceive as being greedy, you just you just like instantly it's distaste it's like it just Yeah. It's yeah. so primitive. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that we don't like that person though. No. It's just in the workshop as like if you present this on stage, the audience who don't know you are yeah. gonna hate you. No. We don't like what you're doing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is fine. That's yeah. the kingdom of the bad. No, you have to be fine with that. And but it's so weird, yeah. though, because it's like, to me, it was like watching something that is the most primitive thing of human nature yeah. be described. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you can think about comedy as being, it's it, it's probably so ancient, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the, the laugh itself yeah. is a defense me- mechanism, no? You'd like two, two cavemen come. Yeah. And they're out hunting. There's a bit scary, you know, a lot of uh, adrenaline going right. on. And then they hear... <laughs> in the bushes and they're like (gasps) fight or flight mode no they freeze they have to run or kill something and then out comes a little kid with a rabbit on his head and just like oh cool you know and then what do they do they laugh (laughs) yeah they're so happy like no danger yeah no danger we're safe it's such a strange so it's a signal to everyone haha yeah because everything's okay that's what it actually means right laughter evidently means if you if you see something dangerous, but it's not dangerous, mm-hmm. kind of, no? Or Evidently, it signals to other people around you that um, you're, you are not a threat. That's why a yeah. lot of people who, you know, certain, there's certain people who laugh too much. Like, I am I thought, like that. Not like, you know, or like you, know, you laugh nervously. If I'm yeah, nervous, nervous I'm laughter. like, hey, hey, to tell everyone. Yeah, but also, I like to laugh, though. I yeah. think it's beautiful. You know how sometimes there's someone who laughs, they're, laugh, they're laughing at everything. It's like, okay. We're, yeah, we get it. Yeah. We like you. We're not scared of, yeah. you're not scared of me, or I'm not scared of you kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, th- that stuff, learning that stuff was really just so But how did you feel that it describes that? Because I also feel that, because I don't think like this. Most of the time, and yeah. I don't tell people I hate you normally. Same. And I, I was great, though, because it was so nice to just to have someone say that out loud and to realize what it means. But you did feel it also. Oh, yeah, yeah you yeah, totally yeah. feel it. Because that's how you I feel. feel. All the time. Once you just get comfortable saying what everyone feels, then it's like, oh, this is actually really helpful. That's how I felt when I did, I done, yeah, a lot of clown workshops and all the stuff as well, but I just found it helped me so much to, yeah. to just see what people think when they see me. Right. No, on stage at uh-huh. least. Yeah. When you enter and then do they laugh immediately or do they go, uh Yeah. It, it, it just, I thought about it so much because it's all just seems so fundamental yeah, to, yeah. it goes beyond any sort of comedy. It's just so, such a primitive thing. That's what I kept <laughs> thinking about. Just how, how like. How, yeah, it's fundamental. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's so weird to think about comedy is almost like, in a way, it's, you can, you can make people laugh. Any, you can make people laugh just by you just if you just do these basic primitive things, you will it'll work because it's just like it's like hardwired in our brains yeah, 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 to yeah, dislike yeah. this and to like 
that. Yeah. Like you automatically dislike someone who's being greedy or assuming something they haven't un- haven't earned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone doesn't like them. Yeah, exactly. But you automatically like anybody who's who's calling, generous, yeah. who gives of themselves, who shares their vulnerability, acknowledging who's open, it too, who's like, "Oh, yeah. I farted." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like, "Oh no, that was me. Yeah. I feel embarrassed." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, "Oh shit." You know yeah. this exercise? This happened to me and and my girlfriend yesterday. So there's an exercise, Mr. Hit. Remember, play Mr. Right, Hit. Yeah. yeah. So this guy, Aitor Basuri, great clown teacher from Spain. I, he's fantastic performer, also like big idiot. Right. He's in a company, a company called Spy Monkey. Uh, anyway, he was like playing. We're playing Mr. Hit that we played a lot at school. And then he was like, once you get hit and you go out of the game, he was like, look up. You know, uh-huh. look at you, look up. And then in the moment when you want to just crunch together and you feel so embarrassed, he's like, that's when you have to look up. And uh, <laughs> my girlfriend just hit her foot on the pavement yesterday. Uh-huh. It's just really like plunkling. And then she just looked up at the person next to her and me and they just... <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was so so beautiful moment that yeah. she's willing to give that <laughs> to the people because normally you would just pretend ah nothing yeah, happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> I walk like this always. It's uh, but it, the thing that gets me is also it feels like a contradiction too. The idea that okay, so if you're gonna if you're gonna be not be greedy and be honest, and so you have to be like you have to to do that. You have it's like the idea of failing. To win is such a contradiction in terms, yeah. almost, you know? Yeah, because you are hunting that laugh. So yeah. you are failing to get it. Yeah, yeah. So you're trying to get it, but you're, but you're, you have to be mindful acting, of Acting, not it. acting. Yeah. But isn't that stand, like, isn't the same principle I work in stand up only that you get to enjoy something intellectually stimulating in a world that's from words in a way? Because there's some guy yeah. coming up, it's like, hey, this happened to me, and it's like, a horrible fail, yeah. but we see that he's okay or she's okay. No, I guess it just depends. I don't know. I mean, and he's hunting the laughter as well. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we started off in the beginning. Because the reason I took that class and the reason I like that stuff so much is because, for the most part, so much comedy that I see, even though it is really funny and really like well written, I just it doesn't really speak to me in a level where I really feel like it's anything more than commentary. Yeah. Commentary can be hilarious, but when it comes down to it, it's just commentary. It's it's existing on the back of something else. Like saying, Oh, look how stupid mean? that looks. Like commentary commentary ah, you're just look commenting on something. Yeah. You're not actually the funny thing, the you're you're making something funny by talking about it. So you're almost like almost like a sniper or you're like someone who is is um not really not really uh, living in it. That's why I feel like acting to me, when you have someone who's a comedic actor, yeah. it's just so much more, like it's so much more viscerally yeah. funny because yeah. it's just like it's in the body. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, to I where get you. if you're just commenting, you're just you're, you're kind of like you're just you're laughing at the person. You're watching people in the swimming pool or watching people dancing. Like, how oh, that guy dances funny. Yeah, but then they're really the, good stand-ups, though. Yeah. you see them experience their own joke on stage, kind of. Right, a little bit. No? I, well, that's the thing is most people are terrible, and that most almost everyone sucks. And even yeah. people who are good, it's sometimes like, oh, this is this is or really great. Even the people who are good sucks. You know, yeah. no one's funny all the time. Right. <laughs> But that's why I wanted to get into that stuff because I feel like there's so much – it's like something where uh, it's so much more 
fulfilling in a way. It's it's like a it's a deep uh, yeah. deep laugh is really good. Yeah, it feels very yeah. human. Because that's why that's why you got into it, right? Because you were yeah, I was doing stand up, and I just immediately loved it because I was laughing so much. So you went to when did you decide to go to that school? Like after I saw Phil's show, it yeah. was just stuck like a bug in my head. You know, uh-huh. like how I didn't understand anything that happened. Yeah. I was just came out like. Yeah, it's like the first time you're a kid and you listen to a song, you know, that you love. Yeah. That time. Then when you listen to a song when you're a teenager, that's how I felt. And uh, I was studying economics and oh, then really? doing stand-up uh, around Norway and running the stand-up club and stuff. So I, I quit in December. Quit uh, the stand-up club or quit, quit uh, university? I quit university and then oh, yeah. I was looking for jobs to get out of that. And uh, yeah, I was feeling really bad also and didn't like economics. <laughs> you yeah. can probably understand I'm a pretty messy guy. Right. <laughs> Chaos is around me a uh-huh. little bit. Yeah, so I found an acting job and uh, it was like a musical artist, a musician and an actor. And uh-huh. I got the job. It was an anti-alcohol theater that toured schools in Norway. Oh, trying to get people to stop drinking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a play and then we talked about alcohol. Is drinking a problem in Norway? It's a problem everywhere. It kills a lot of people, and then when right. parents drink, the kids get yeah. fucked. You know, I just so uh, if Norway is like yeah, people drink a lot in Norway, yeah. right? And yeah, it's just alcohol is a big, uh, horrible thing. No, I think it's bigger than than uh, I drink America. alcohol, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It it's can nice be very to, destructive. Yeah, and to to talk about it was not like no, 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 no. It was yeah. just to talk about it. You know. Yeah. And uh, I I felt so bad that I was the only non-actor. I was there. Because I really wanted it and I did stand up, yeah. and then I, I didn't drink till I was eighteen because mm-hmm. I was a basketball guy, and right. my best friend was a runner, and the other guy was a dancer, so we just didn't drink. Stay clean. So the, yeah, that's how I got the job, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, "Fuck, man, I have to do a workshop." And then I saw Phil's kid show was on in London, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll go see that. Uh-huh. I, I, I love that in Edinburgh." I see that, and then and I researched a little bit. Ah, oh, he's clown. He went to this place. Ah, oh, there's a clown workshop in London. This guy, Mick Barnfather, okay, I'll do that. He taught at the same school Phil went to, okay. Did that workshop, and I didn't understand anything. Just what, this workshop? Yeah. This is the first thing you did? Five days, yeah. yeah. I was just laughing a lot, but I and I tried to do it like a system, kind of. A system? Know? Like do something, and then you stop, look at the audience. Oh, you know, see, try to figure it out really hard, yeah. and I was horrible. And then I remember there was one guy, a lawyer, 50 years old, who was just, <laughs> you know, like an oven like a radiator, he was running his fingers over the radiator and he sings, Do the rivers of Babylon. <laughs> everyone laughed when he, he just did that after he did a right. big shitty joke. No one laughed. And then to save himself, he did that. And he sang, he did that maybe like 20 times and it lasted for 15 minutes. That's funny. And we were laughing so much. And he came up, up to me after and he was like, if you like this work, you should check out this guy, Philippe Gaulier. And he's very old now. So if Did you he wanna... study at Philippe Gaulier? He did the summer school there. Okay. But he was not a performer, but he was like, it looks like you want to be doing right. this, you should check this out. And then I did. I did the summer school, and then I loved it. And then I worked for a year to do the full school, and I absolutely Damn. loved it. Yeah. We're taking a quick break here. Is that, is that okay? Is that, is that how long we've been talking? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? No, no it's good. I felt it. We just sat down there. I know, exactly. We'll take a quick break. We're right back with Figo Man. We'll take a quick... Holy shit. Is that bad? No, I was just like expected 15 minutes. I'll be right back. Oh my God. 
Is that is that how long we've been talking, Jessica? Oh my! What happened? We went into a trance. Was it okay? I forgot that I was here for a second. <laughs> man, Johnny, man, what a guy! I I I laughed for 15 minutes straight. Just like in my belly was just like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of bugs? Like bu just bugs in general. So, oh, wow, what is, is this podcast? Is uh, it's just different people? He invites. Oh my god, cool, 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 cool. The bug one and the clown one. So I just completely tranced out. That's good. Yeah, that's good. It means it's so you know, interesting. So interesting. It's cool how that shit works. It's crazy how time flies, 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 flies. To be continued in next week's episode. Bye.